Welcome to the Impact Church Aurora podcast. We pray that this week's message encourages you, engages you, and equips you to make an impact in the world around you. Now, get ready to receive the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I get into the Word today, I think it's so awesome that some of you you, you made every effort to get to church today. And I think it's so awesome to know that Satan was trying to fight that, trying to keep you from the house of God, and yet you said, nah, devil. Nah, I'm, I'm going to get there. Even if it's only once a year, I'm going to get there. And I honor you for that today, because here you are in the presence of the living God. Amen. Amen. All right, y- y'all ready to get into the Word today? Y'all ready? I would be too, but my stuff isn't here, so good thing I know my verses. Huh? Hey. Before I get started, I want you to look up on the screen real quick. I want to show you this quote that I found that I thought was really cool and beneficial for today. No, not that, not that, sorry, not that, not that. No, that, we'll get to that. We will get to that. My very first point. I don't always, yeah, there we go. This is, this is so true for today. Okay. Good Friday tells us that darkness fell. His friends all scattered. All hope seemed lost. But all of heaven just started counting to three. This is the joy of Resurrection Sunday. Knowing that what seemed impossible, that what seemed like inevitable defeat was just a chance for heaven to look on earth and be like, the countdown has begun. I titled this message today, for those of you who love Marvel movies, I titled this message today, The End Game. Because you know what's coming. Hey, hey, hey. Woo! Let me start here real quick from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 35. Paul's writing and he says, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body will they have? Now, this is not The Walking Dead. This is not zombie movies, ladies and gentlemen. How are the dead raised? What kind of body will they have? So I'm asked this. They're perplexed by it. So I had to ask the same thing because if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War, where have you been the last year? Okay, okay so here's a, here's a big spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, this, this came out last April, so I'm going to blow it for you, all right? In Infinity War, there's a bad guy by the name of Thanos, right? He's the mad tyrant, and he's wearing what's called the Infinity Gauntlet, and he has the six Infinity Stones. Now, I'm sitting there in that dark theater, and I'm watching in suspense as Thanos snaps his fingers, and one by one, all of my heroes start to fade into dust. At the end of the movie, we see that the good guys lose. They're perplexed. They have been utterly defeated. And at the end of the movie, the bad guy sits there smiling as the sun rises, knowing he's accomplished his task. And I ultimately, I really did. I felt the panic of that conclusion because I wasn't prepared for it. It can't end this way, can it? It reminds me of the story 2,000 years ago where just last Sunday, Jesus is riding in on a colt fulfilling Old Testament prophecy 
The people are celebrating him, laying the palm branches before him. We think for sure as he's riding into the holy city of Jerusalem, victory is his. Here comes the son of David. He's going to conquer and overthrow the Romans and establish his kingdom forever. And now here we are, five days later, in utter defeat. Our hero is dead. And the bad guys are sitting there smiling as the sun rises. Of course, if you know the movies, thank you, Jesus, Infinity War is not the end. Woo! I got some nerds in the house. Come on, somebody. Because just this coming week, this coming week, and I know you're ready. I know you've got your costumes ready. This coming week, Avengers The Endgame is about the remaining superheroes who are going to go to war against that mad tyrant and they're going to try and reverse the death of their friends. It's almost like they're literally trying to attempt to bring about a resurrection. Now here's what I see. Good Friday is all about Jesus going to war against the mad tyrant called death Jesus is arrested he's falsely accused he's mocked he's beaten he's ripped open he's nailed and left dying naked on a cross by the end of that good Friday it appears as if death has won the day now can I tell you you understand this death is not a made up comic book villain Death cannot wipe out all of humanity, or half of humanity, if you will, or half of all living things in the universe with the snap of its fingers. Death is more subtle. Death will take a life through the elongated process of cancer. Sometimes the shortened process of cancer. Death will take a group of people with an accident. Death will take out the multitudes in a war. Death is competent. Death is capable. Death is efficient. Death is effective. Eventually, death will come for all creation. Death has an impressive record, but not a flawless one. If you know the Bible, you know that death and the Lord of life have faced off numerous times before. It was the Lord who closed Noah and his family into the ark to escape death's watery tomb. It was the Lord who appeared in the fiery furnace with three Hebrew boys when they were being burned in the flames and he was there to protect them from death's fiery touch. It was the Lord who provided a great fish to swallow up Jonah so that death could not swallow him whole. Death has an impressive record, but that record isn't flawless. In the New Testament, death captures a man named Lazarus. Death seized the daughter of Jairus, as Pastor Olga preached last week. Death took hold of the widow of Nain's son. But then Jesus showed up at Lazarus' tomb. Jesus showed up at Jairus' daughter's bed. Jesus showed up at the widow of Nain's son's coffin. And every time, death had to concede to the Lord of life. 
Impressive record, but not flawless. The Lord of life was familiar with death. You see, as the eternal word, death could never touch him. But everything changed the moment the word became flesh and dwelt among us. A baby born in a manger. And now for the first time ever, ever, death could take down the Lord of life. And trust me, death tried. Death tried to seize Jesus as an infant when King Herod tried to slaughter all the baby boys in Bethlehem under the age of two. But Jesus escaped to Egypt. Death tried to capture Jesus in his hometown of Nazareth when the Nazarene crowd rose up and tried to throw Jesus off of a cliff. But Jesus walked right through the crowd. Death tried to sneak up on Jesus when the Pharisees and chief priests secretly planned to kill him because they knew he was a threat. But Jesus walked among them openly and they couldn't touch him. They feared the crowds. Death tried and tried and tried and tried to get the the Lord of life. It wasn't until Good Friday, finally, as Jesus hung beaten, bloody, exhausted, and dying as a condemned criminal on a cross that death waited to claim its greatest prize ever, Jesus, the Lord of life. Here's what I need you to know today. Death could have never have succeeded except Jesus willingly laid down his life. The scriptures are adamantly clear that death could not kill Jesus. Jesus allowed himself to die. Matthew says that Jesus gave up his spirit. It wasn't taken from him. Luke says that Jesus cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then he breathed his last breath. It wasn't taken from him. He gave it. And John reports that Jesus cried out really loud as he crushed Satan's head. It is finished. You've got to know death did not finish Jesus off. Jesus finished everything that God gave him to do. And then he said, death, now you can take me. My time has come. And as Jesus breathed his last breath, I'm almost certain death thought, I finally won. Oh, you know what Satan and his demons were doing. They threw a party, and death was their honored guest, except for one thing. An intruder showed up and crashed their party. Before he died, Jesus says this in Luke 9, the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things. He will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He will be killed. And then he goes on to say this in Matthew 12, what will happen? Just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. 
So I have to be rejected. I have to be killed. And I have to descend into the lower parts of the earth. Because I know Satan's going to be throwing a party. Death is going to be celebrating that the Lord of life is now dead. But just as they thought they could take me, just when they thought everything was over, Jesus enters the party and Jesus puts an end to the party. And he preaches to the spirits bound up in prison. And he proclaims to everyone in paradise and in hell who he is and who he will be forever and ever. He is not the dead Jesus. He is not the damned Jesus. He is the living Jesus. And all of hell knew it. Colossians chapter 2. In this way, Jesus disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Satan knew it. His head had been crushed. That great dragon was now being defeated by the lamb who was slain. All of the demons knew it. Sin knew it. Sin had lost its sting, and now the the law was trumped by the power of the gospel, and death knew it, because Jesus prophesied in Luke 9, 22, I will be killed, but on the third day, I will be raised from the dead. Hell knew it. Satan knew it. Demons knew it. Sin knew it. Death knew it. And now the world needed to know it. Matthew 28. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. And there was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came from heaven, going to the tomb He rolled back the stone and sat on it. And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just like he said. The resurrection proclaims that the Lord of life has defeated death once and for all. Today, to those of you who still fear the enemy called death. The one who defeated death says this. Revelations 1. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and hell. You know what Jesus is essentially saying here to us? Why are you afraid of death? I died, but am I still dead? Nope. 
I'm alive forevermore. And I hold the authority. I hold the power. I hold the key. You don't have to be afraid of death. It is subject to, it is subject to Jesus. I'm not subject to death anymore. I've got nothing to worry about. I've got nothing to panic about. I've got nothing to freak about. I don't fear for my children. I don't fear for my wife. I don't fear for my life. I know that death is subject to Jesus. It has to bow its knee and declare that he is Lord forever and ever. Amen. And yet, death still fights us. Death claimed my hero, my grandfather, G.E. Becker, in October 2017. Death still fights us. Death has claimed some of your loved ones, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, children, people you love, accidents, disease, age. At some point, death is going to try to claim every one of us. That's why Jesus said this when he showed up to the tomb of Lazarus. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He tells Martha and Mary, he or she that believeth in me, though they are dead, yet shall they live. Do you believe in the resurrection and the life that can only be found in Jesus Christ? Let me tell you this. Here's what Satan reminds me of. Satan reminds me of the New Zealand basketball team when they squared off against Team USA back in 2014. Death and Satan are nothing more than big bullies. They show up and they try to intimidate. Go, go on, we'll show them that video now. We'll show them that video now. This is the intimidation that they, they, they try to show. trying to make death is always going to try to intimidate you the enemy is always going to try to intimidate you it doesn't matter how they come against you the fear the hopelessness the despair that they try to promote you know what matters the final score is what matters 
All that matters is the end of the game. And I know how this game ends. Jesus defeats death, defeats Satan, throws him into the eternal lake of fire, and lets us know we have the victory now and forevermore. Here's what I came to tell death, because it tries to taunt me. It tries to intimidate me. It tries to scare me. But I tell death what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? Death has been swallowed up in victory. So thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph, to have victory. The only thing that matters is the final score. And because of Jesus, the scoreboard says, I win, I win, forever I win. Somebody give God praise and honor and glory. The resurrection says, I win. I win. All over the room, stand your feet with me. Stand your feet with me all over the room. I'm winning brownie points today because this is the shortest sermon I've ever preached. Heavenly Father, we declare today in this room the fear, the intimidation, the worry, the sorrow, the pain of death. It has touched us all in some way, but it can no longer touch our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is alive forevermore. So all over this room, if you've been dying a slow death to sin, if you've been dying a slow death to self, if you are literally today bound up by things, people, situation, struggles and sin, know that it is trying to take your life. But Jesus Christ died for every one of your sins so that you could have victory over sin. So here today, all over this room, I'm not just going to give the, the simple altar call of do you want to be saved? Because here's what Jesus said after he prophesied about his own death and resurrection. He said this, if any man or woman comes after me, they must first deny themselves. Deny yourself. This isn't just a, I don't want to go to hell thing. This is saying there's someone greater that I need to follow. There's someone better that I need to walk with. These things that I've enjoyed for so long, all they're really doing is robbing from my joy and robbing from my peace and robbing from my life. But Jesus said, if any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Because he who loses his life will find it. So here today... I want to pray more than just for your salvation. I want to pray for a complete change of direction in your life and that you will choose once and for all to be separated unto Jesus, to walk with Jesus, to live for Jesus, and to see that Jesus, the giver of life, will lead you into paths of life all the days you live. So whoever you are in this room, I'm not saying do you want to avoid hell. I'm saying, do you want a better life? The best of all possible lives. This isn't just a one-time thing that we come to a, an altar and we cry some tears over. This is an understanding. Salvation is what he did for me on the cross. Sanctification is what he wants to do for me every day of my life. He wants to make me more like Jesus. Anybody in this room, just 
agree with me. I need to die to my old self all the more and come alive to Christ. If that's you, just want to lift your hands and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All over this room. Father, today we take these moments to confess before you, Lord Jesus, our sins, our shortcomings, our frailties, our failures. We've fallen many times, committed many errors or atrocities. Literally, we have erred against God. We have. But thank you, Lord Jesus, that we don't have to stay in our failure. We don't have to stay in our defeat. We don't have to stay bound up by our sin. Today, we can be free to live for you, to know you, to love you, and to be with you for all eternity. So wherever you are in this room, whatever you need to confess, confess it now before the one who wants to forgive you and cleanse you today. And then we're not going to just stop at confession. We're going to take this thing on to sanctification. Because you've got your hands raised right now because you are declaring to the kingdom of darkness. You're declaring to your past and you're speaking over your future. I will be known as one who follows Jesus. Not just on Sunday when I, when I need some help. Not just when I'm hurting and, I, and, and I'm turning to God because I need him to answer my prayer. I'm making the decision today to deny myself. Here on Easter Sunday 2019, I will deny myself and I will take up my cross and I will follow Jesus because only in Jesus will I find hope. Only in Jesus will I find peace. Only in Jesus will I find victory. And only in Jesus will I have eternal life. If you know that to be true, give God a shout of praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Father, I thank you you're not just leading us to the cross where we can lay down our sins. I'm grateful you do that. But now you're taking us on to resurrection power so that we can live in victory over our sins. We can live in victory over death. We can live in victory over anything and everything that used to hold us in our past. Because if any man or woman be in Christ... They are a new creation. You understand, Satan has authority over the old creation. Adam gave it to him when Adam sinned. That's why we have to become a new creation. Because Satan can't touch the new creation. If any man or woman be in Christ, they're a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become brand new. It's a new day for you, child of God. So here today. Before we leave this place, we're going to celebrate like death has been defeated. We're going to celebrate like sorrow has been crushed. We're going to celebrate as though all of our sins have been completely removed and washed away. And because of Jesus, they have. So I need somebody just for a moment who doesn't just want to act holy because it's Easter, but because something on the inside of you is thankful that your sins are forgiven. Something on the inside of you is stirred up today because you were lost, but now you're 
found, you were blind, but now you see. This amazing grace has rescued you. And if you're grateful, just for a moment, throw them hands up in the air and give God some praise today and let him know, let him know. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price. Let the kingdom of darkness know I don't belong to you any longer. Let's say no. You are under my feet where you belong. And let this world know he is risen forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, can I just, I got four minutes. How many give me three? Just in my spirit, I sense today. There are people who showed up. We have different motivations on Easter. I get it. I understand. If church is this packed next Sunday, then I know you've actually taken that extra step. There is a war that is waging for your eternal soul. And yet you are wise enough today to get up and say, I'm going to church. But it cannot stop here. There are men and women in this room that you have literally felt like you've been under demonic attack. And I believe it. I believe it. I've seen it with my own eyes, demonic manifestation. But you know what I've seen more times than that? The victory that comes through Jesus Christ. Deliverance and hope and courage. So let me put this forward right now. If you have been under demonic attack, your family has been under demonic attack, your finances have been under demonic attack, your health has been under demonic attack, if you sense it, if this is you right now, just in faith, I just want you to lift your hands to heaven just for a moment. Amen. Amen. Lift them up there high. Lift them up there high. Whoo, my God. Do we see that this is a real thing? I, 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 didn't pay, I didn't pay this many people to lift their hands, okay? I got you skeptics in the room. I, I didn't do that. These people have felt demonic activity coming against their lives, their families. But here's what we're going to declare today. Right now in this room, all authority has been placed within the hands of Jesus. All authority over the kingdom of darkness has been given to our Lord and Savior. And he has bestowed it upon us. So right now, we come against that attack that has come against us for too long. Right now, I want you to speak just in faith. Speak against that thing that has come against your family. Speak against that disease that has come against your health. Speak against the thing that has tried to rob your finances and keep you impoverished and living in lack. Speak against that thing that has attacked your calling, attacked your dreams, attacked your vision. Speak against it now in the name of Jesus and declare right now, there is resurrection power on the inside of me and the same authority that Jesus has he's given to me and I take it over the kingdom of darkness right now and I say Satan you are under my feet I take authority over this attack I take authority over this disease I take authority over this lack I take authority over these things now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. And these things stop even today. Even today. 
even now. Even now, in the name of Jesus. Jesus stretched out his arms so that he could disarm your adversary. Satan still has a mouth. And so he will speak lies into your mind, speak deceit into your spirit. He can still holler. So you know what you do? You drown out his lies with the truth of God's word by speaking what God says over your family, over your money, over your future. We counteract his lies with truth. Let me say this last thing because I do got to get out of here. On my way in, I received a text message at the day in Sri Lanka. I hope this is true. Someone could fact check this real quick. Today in Sri Lanka, over 200 people are killed because of multiple bombs going off in churches and hotels. Don't think Satan enjoys this day one bit. This is the day. This is the day that the authority he one time had was completely and utterly stripped from his grasp. Jesus is the victor. And yet the enemy is still fighting. Death is still calling. So here's what I want to put forward to you today. If at any moment, death could come. Those worshipers today probably had no idea that on a resurrection morning, they would meet the resurrected Savior. See, this is how you got to look at things as a believer. We don't, we don't get full of despair. We don't get full of, of discouragement. Listen to me. If you're really a believer, you are not defeated. You are not discouraged. If you're discouraged, if you're depressed, are you really a believer? I'm just questioning. Are you really a believer? I'm not saying we don't feel things. I'm saying we don't claim things. Here's what I know. Some brothers and sisters around the world right now are grieving at the loss of brothers and sisters in Christ that they love. But those brothers and sisters that lost their life today on Easter are more alive now than ever. This is why you have to look at death and say you are not the end. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. I am the beginning what makes him the alpha and the omega so here today if you will with me just for a moment I want to pray that this news will spread all over the world he rose from the dead to let the world know he is the victor over death and though we are grieving in a certain part of the world right now for fallen brothers and sisters in Christ we still have hope because of Jesus. I invite you just for a moment to pray with me one last time for everyone just across the face of this planet. Firstly, for our brothers and sisters, Lord, we ask that you would comfort them and that the God of all hope would be there in their grief. But Lord, may they not get lost in their sorrow. May they see what happened today. Their brothers and sisters literally passed over from death unto life. And Lord, may this permeate the conscience of every Christian across this globe. That death is coming to claim us, but it cannot have us. 
because of Jesus, we will live forevermore. So I pray that this gospel message would literally cross the globe all over the face of America, both North America and South America. May this gospel message once again infiltrate Europe. May it spread throughout Asia and Africa and Australia and to those 300 plus people, I guess, living in Antarctica. May the gospel message go across the face of the planet that we have this hope. Jesus is alive forevermore and we too can live with him. Let it be so, Lord. And we thank you today for the resurrection power that we have received and that we walk in. Lastly, before Reverend Lewis comes, any and all fear in this room, may it bow its knee to the giver of life. May fear bow its knee to the name of Jesus. May you be able to lay your head down at night without the fear of dying, without the fear of the enemy coming and trying to take what you love. Everything in this life is temporal anyway. May you live with assurance that you have resurrected hope, resurrected power. Man, I need to get out of the way, but I just sense this in my spirit. You okay? You okay? Ooh. The clock says one, two, three, four. Believe it or not, I see that time of day twice a day. But I see it all the time. I don't know what numbers mean, but one, two, three, four is actually order. And I serve a God of order. And too many of you are still living out of order, not functioning the way you should. So let me call you out today. You came here today not just to be religious. That's out of order. You came here today not just to appease some other family member. That's out of order. You came here today because something in your spirit, literally God puts it in the hearts of men, eternity. There's something within you looking for something more. And when religion can't meet it, when people can't meet it, when possessions will never meet it, when everything you spend your money on does not satisfy, I understand. It'll be fun for a season, but it will not satisfy. Your life is out of order. God is wanting to put things in order today. So, Father, I see your love right now just running across this room in hot pursuit of people who are trying to run away from you. They want me to get off this microphone so they can go about their Easter business. But, Father, I sense your love chasing after them right now. So, Holy Spirit, captivate them wherever they are in this room. Captivate them. In fact, I speak against the very things that are trying to keep you from submitting your life to God and getting it back in order. He wants to fix it and get it back in order. So, Father, right now, just demonstrate your love. Demonstrate your power. Demonstrate who you are. Arise, O Lord. Captivate the hearts and minds of these men and women and draw them to you today. If you brought somebody with you that's sitting next to you begrudgingly, I'm not going to open my eyes, but I want you to grab hold of them real quick. They're here because you made them, so grab hold of them. This is what God the Father is literally doing to your heart right now, child. This is what the Father is doing to your mind right now. He's literally coming for you to grab a hold of you and to show you the true and living way. 
He's got better for you. He does. He's got better for you. So stop resisting. Stop fighting. Stop acting like one day when I get older, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it. Maybe on my deathbed, I'll ask God to forgive me. You might not have that chance. His love is coming for you now. Now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of surrender. Today is the day of victory for you. So right now, in the name of Jesus, may his love just envelop you. May his forgiveness overwhelm you. And if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and to give you a brand new hope and a brand new future today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Impact Church Aurora podcast. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. For more information or to give, please visit us at www.impactchurchaurora.com. Now, go out into the world and continue making an impact.